Hi, everybody, and welcome to the official European League of Football show. My name is Jennifer Bex, and I'm sitting here with a big smile because not only do I have two great guests on the show with me today, Leipzig Kings head coach Fred Armstrong and Hamburg Sea Devils new wide receiver Lamar Jordan. I'm smiling not just because we are talking about our league, it's second season, and on top of that, we will take a closer look at the NFL because it's the week of the Super Bowl. No, there is more, and I'll show you what that is right now. What's up, guys? You may remember my legendary kickoff return touchdown. You might remember my incomparable touchdown in the playoffs against the Cologne Centurions. You may remember my insane 85-yard touchdown. You may remember one of my legendary touchdowns. I bet you guys remember the awesome touchdowns I had. You can now buy it as an NFT at nft-club.eu and on one of the most significant highlights of the 2021 season. It's absolutely worth it. Go get it. You heard it and you saw it. The NFT Top Highlight Collection is out. We picked our favorite highlights, 32 highlights from season one and turned them into NFTs. We have 25 NFTs from each highlight, and you can get those on the website, nft-club.eu. And I mean, who doesn't remember Jacob Sullivan's impressive touchdown against the search from week seven, or the sack monster Kyle Kitchens making a touchdown against the Cologne Centurions in week 10. Well, go and have a look, check that out. And I am going to look at my first guest now, who is joining me, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing him because he is one of a kind, head coach Fred Armstrong from the Leipzig Kings, award-winning coach, who also coached the national teams in Sweden, Germany, Austria, and the Czech Republic. And Fred, you've been with us from the beginning. Hello. Yes. How are you, Jenny? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, good, very good. Always good to see your face. You too, you too, for a while. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, you just saw the clip, right? Yes. And um, I mentioned Kyle Kitchens. How could you let him go to Berlin? <laughs> well, you know, that, that, that definitely wasn't Kyle's fault or my fault. Uh, I think what has happened is, you know, from the end of the season, um, we were getting new ownership. And, uh, you know, Kyle, we stay in touch all the time. You know, Kyle handled everything professionally we talked and um you know he just wanted to go another direction and um he knew that we had some some things to do still in leipzig after the season that would take time he wanted to get settled and uh you know that's where he he ended up wanting to play so um you know i wish kyle nothing but the best well that's what we all wish and same for the leipzig kings of course but mm -hmm. coming back to the highlights is there any special highlight that you have from season one Yeah, after winning the first game in Berlin, after uh, putting this team together in five weeks and getting our helmets three days before and getting out there and uh, playing with all new rules and uh, a whole you know, a whole bunch of guys that put in some time uh, not knowing what to expect, um, 
the game was about four hours, the longest game I ever had in my in the history of uh, coaching. Uh, but uh, at the end of it, to see the team uh, after the game, uh, when that final whistle blew that we had gotten a W, uh, it was just amazing uh, for, for us. Yeah, well, I mean, you just kind of mentioned it, the European League of Football and the Leipzig Kings, any franchise, were built from scratch with only a short preparation time. How's the off-season going for you right now into season two? Oh, it's been great because I've got four months. <laughs> I've had four months to, <laughs> to kind of uh, uh, sit back. I, I think the thing I did uh, first was to, you know, evaluate myself, which I always do, and uh, evaluate the coaches and the players and uh, uh, the organization, you know, ownership, where are we going, you know, had a chance to sit back and do that. And, um, you know, uh, after speaking with uh, uh, Commissioner Azume and, um, and, uh, and Chelko, uh, our CEO, um, I just thought, you know, what's going to be the next move? And they said, hey, um, we're going to be uh, getting some new uh, ownership coming in. So, you know, uh, we had a chance to talk about a little bit about more of what, you know, I had wanted uh, for this team. And uh, it's been working. You know, we, we've had the time. Uh, we do have some uh, new ownership uh, that will be announced. Uh, and also uh, there's a group here in the U.S. that I'm speaking with that we hope to bring in also. So we are moving in the right direction. Well, that sounds promising. And uh, going into season two, what key changes are you making in terms of players, but also behind the scenes? I mean, you and quarterback Birdsong are signed for 2022 but you're also adding great new players to your roster, such as AJ Wendland and David McCanns. What makes them the perfect players for the Kings? Well, you know, AJ um, is just a, uh, number one, he's just a solid individual. You know, I, when I go and look for players, I'm, I'm looking at the character of those players. Um, what type of people are they? Uh, because you have to work with them every day. Um, you want to check the references from other people that have had that player. Um, what you see on the film doesn't lie to you because that's AJ on the film. And uh, he's a heck of a football player. And uh, I knew that he would bring um, some energy uh, into our team and some stability uh, at the linebacker position. McCants, <laughs> you know, David coached with us last year. Uh, he was out of football for a year. We had a discussion after the season. He goes, hey, coach. I need to ask you something. I said, what is it, David? You know, anything that you can, you know, anything I can help you with, I'll help you with. Coach, I want to play. So I was like, okay, hold it. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Uh, and uh, I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more, you know, how can I help you coaching wise, so on and so forth. But he was adamant on playing. Everybody knows, you know, David is a heck of a football player. Um, he had a, a year off to, to take care of injury. He felt great last year. He's always working out. David's always in shape. And, um, you know, last year for a guy to come and help me in that situation that I was in, uh, just putting a team together in five weeks, uh, come and help coach and drive from Braunschweig, you know, come in and be there. And, uh, you know, how can I deny him? So, um, you know, we uh, sat down, we chopped it up, and uh, I'm very happy to have David, he's going, he's going to do uh, very well for us uh, at the running back position. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy for, for the team, of course, that you are able to add those great talents to your roster. 
And looking back, the first season or the first half season of last year had it, it ups and down, its ups and downs. And mm -hmm. uh, but you finished off very strong with some very impressive wins. Do mm -hmm. you feel like that momentum will carry on into season two? You know, I think what happened is that, and it happened for some other teams too. In the beginning part, you just didn't know what to expect, you know. And uh, I think a lot of teams went through that. Um, you know, uh, new rules, uh, you know, the type of teams you're playing. Um, and I think in the second half, uh, even in the first half, uh, we easily could have been a three and two team. And in the second half, we could have been seven and three, uh, you know, as we won four out of five. So it was in the balance there as the team was growing. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we did get some growth for our German players last year for them to understand you know, how the level is, um, what you need to do in the off season if you're going to play at this level. Um, so I think if anything, it's more awareness of the players knowing what they have to get done in the weight room, uh, what they have to do in film study. Um, this league is extremely, extremely competitive now, the things that have been added on. So, you know, I, every year's a new year, Jenny, you know, and, and uh, I think this season, will be uh, an amazing season. I, I believe that the conference that I sit in is the toughest and hardest conference in all of Europe, period. So, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is. And we're only, uh, we're not even one year old team yet. You know, where some of these other teams, they've been established, you know, they've had football in their city much longer on a higher level than I have. So uh, we're still the little baby, but uh, we're, we're, we're moving our way up. Well, you just mentioned your conference and indeed you will need some strong weapons against those teams because you are together with the Hamburg Sea Devils, Berlin Thunder, the Rotzleff Panthers, and you are going to play against the Surge, Rheinfire, and Innsbruck. Which matchup do you think is going to be the biggest challenge? <laughs> They're all the challenges. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just named it, right? I, 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 I mean, you know, uh, you know it, it's, it's the that's what I was trying to say to you. My schedule, uh, if we're talking about strength of schedule, on paper, strength of schedule is, on, is one thing. At the end of the season, look, and then we'll see who had the, the toughest schedule, okay? And I feel that we definitely, on paper, have one of the toughest uh, schedules. But, you know, this is what you do it for. Uh, you want great competition. Having uh, those teams there, Warclaw is already established, as you know, from, from years. They did a great job in the offseason, man. They came out first and, and did some work. Um, you know, Hamburg is going to be Hamburg. Uh, they, they're they going to reload. Um, they're going to be fine because they they have a uh, great core of, of uh, you know, homegrown players. Um, also, uh, Berlin, you know, I got to deal with, you know, with Bjorn now, you know, recruiting, you know. So me and Bjorn are like, you know, sparring on a daily basis with trying to find players. He's doing a great job over there, um, you know, in Berlin to 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 change, uh, you know, how it, how it's going to be and getting players and to make it uh, competitive. So, yeah, uh, that's in the conference. And then out of conference, we get Innsbruck, who is, uh, <laughs> you know, Coach Kev, those guys. I mean, uh, it speaks for itself. Everybody knows what a great program. Uh, that is. And uh, everybody might be sleeping on Stuttgart, but my friend Martin Hanselman, who pretty much I've known a long time, me and Martin, 
Uh, we talk a lot together. We're the kind of the oldest guys uh, in the bunch who have been in Europe uh, and coached a long time. Uh, we love this league. You know, for us, it's important that this league is successful. It's something that we both talked about, like, man, it's finally here. We've had to wait almost 25, 30 years to to get to something like this. So uh, Martin is is getting his team together. Martin's going to be ready to go. Yeah. And then Dusseldorf, uh, you know, they, they, they've they had a bunch of people at their tryouts. Uh, I'm sure they're going to have a, a, a heck of a head coach come in, um, there's going to be a lot of players in that area. So, yeah, Jenny, every game, every <laughs> everything will be, again, uh, for the Leipzig Kings, difficult. Uh, but, you know, that's the challenge we take. And what advantage will you have over the others then? I think the, um, I think the one thing that you, especially the newer teams, so I, I would say for like Dusseldorf and, and, and also Innsbruck, it's going to take time adjusting to how we play, you know, um, the rules, you know, uh, how to close games and end game, you know, and close games and, and end them properly. Uh, just the whole thing of, of how the league works. So I think in one way that is an advantage for you in the first half, but in the second half of the season, they're going to be like everybody else was, you know? So I think that's really the only advantage. Um, you know, you, you build a team on paper, And paper's nice, but, you know, you have to coach it up. You have to have the personalities mix, and then you make a team. So, yeah, on paper, everybody looks wonderful. But um, it's all about when you get into it with your coaches and your players, the chemistry that you're going to build for that team to be successful. So, you know, that's the part I'm looking forward to is, is uh, I feel good where we're at right now with our recruiting. Uh, I feel we're better on paper than we were last year, for sure. Uh, but again, you know, you have to uh, get the chemistry and, and, and turn that into something. And that's the coaches and the players working together to do that. Yeah, but come on, last year you were so close to making it to the playoffs. And uh, speaking mm -hmm. about season two, how far will you go this year then? Playoff berth or championship run? Well, I mean, you play to, you play to get to the playoffs, right? I mean... Yeah. If you get in the playoffs, you have an opportunity for the next thing. So, yeah, we want to be one of those four teams um, yes. to get in the playoffs. Um, that's what we do all this work for, um, regardless of us being, uh, again, less than a year old. You know, I don't care. We got to line up and play. Yeah. So the games are one on the field. And uh, we're preparing uh, with our coaching staff. I'm, I'm happy to uh, have some uh, really good coaches that are going to come in um, to, to work with our team, um, you know, and, and get the field um, to the point where, uh, you know, our guys are learning and getting better and, and we'll be able to compete. And uh, I think from last year, the first game we played Warclaw till the last game when we played them again, our team grew very much. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that was important. So, uh, yeah, we lost by eight points, but we were in that game and uh, could have been a playoff team. So I think guys remember that and, um, you know, it, it's, uh, it's just going to be a nice ride. Yeah, I remember that game. I was there and it was intense, definitely. And uh, no matter how far you go, I know the Leipzig Kings fans will cheer for you. How did you feel and enjoy the feedback from the fans during the first year? It was incredible. Uh, 
totally off guard because you don't know where you're at. You know, you, you just don't know how that's going to be. Um, watching people come in with Burger King crowns <laughs> and different, uh, uh, you know, different Kings uh, cloaks and, uh, you know, just it was amazing to just see our place, uh, you know, in that uh, little stadium, uh, you know, being packed some days, even with Corona, uh, just amazing what um, transpired there. So, you know, we, uh, you know, we take it personally. We deserve to put a good product out on the field uh, for our fans. You know, they they're the ones who pay to come in. Um, this is professional. We have to make sure that we give them the opportunities uh, with uh, great product on the field, great merch off the field, like this beautiful hat that I'm wearing, you know, for them. Um, you know, it, just a great experience and they get, have great feedback to us and we have our fan clubs and I've been in touch with with all of them and I stay close to our fans, no doubt. Well, that is great. Well, yeah, I can't wait for the season to start and I think my next guest can't wait either because He's new to the league. Um, he just joined the Hamburg Sea Devils as their new wide receiver. So let's welcome Lamar. Hello, welcome. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, hello, Lamar. And thank you for joining the show, for joining the league. How are you? I'm doing well, just preparing for the season ahead. Uh, can't wait to come out there. How much are you looking forward to this summer? What's the most exciting thing for you? Um, I've never actually been to Europe, so that would be kind of a, you know what I'm saying, a plus to see and feel out and enjoy, as well as, you know, I get to play football again. Um, I haven't played 11 on 11 in about two years, so I can't wait to get out there. I can't wait to run and to showcase speed. So you said you've never been to Europe before. How do you expect it to be? Because to be honest, some of the players who had never been to Europe or Germany before, They had the craziest ideas about what it's going to be like and um, really some really funny stories. So how do you imagine it? Do you, do you have any pictures in mind? Uh, I mean, only all the movies I've seen, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> just what I expected. So uh, I'm just kind of open to it. I can't wait. You know, I can't wait to learn new things. <laughs> well, one guy, I'm not going to say who it was, but he said he thought the pictures, uh, the, the roads and streets would be like in Afghanistan. And I was like, are you serious? Like, we have the okay. Autobahn, we have Germany, we have, we have great cars. Um, so, no, I, I think you're really going to have a good time. And um, how do you prepare for the season at the moment? Uh, right now, I'm training uh, with my trainer, John Casa, at the Key to Lead Spot out here in Texas. And I uh, just been going after it each and every day, as well as training with um, one of my teammates from college, uh, Damian Gambling, with kind of receiver skills. So I've been getting after it each and every day, just preparing for the season ahead. So I can't wait to go out there and showcase. And to get us a little bit into the Hamburg Sea Devils mood, we have a little clip that we can show you right now.
Well, that's going to be your team. Did it put you in the mood? <laughs> nah. oh, yeah. Nice. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> well, Hamburg, I can guarantee you, is one of the most beautiful cities in Germany. Hamburg Sea Devils are a great team. Are you in touch with any of your new teammates? Um, I've reached out to a couple. I reached out to uh, Justin Rogers, talked to him a little bit. He kind of um, just told me what to expect, you know what I'm saying, what to bring, what to prepare for, as well as talk to the quarterback as well. So a couple of players have reached out, and I appreciate that as, you know what I'm saying, I just want to be a part of the team and win the championship. So let's talk about you and your football career a little bit. In 2018, you were signed by the Atlanta Falcons as an undrafted free agent, but you were way uh, later on that year. And also you played quarterback in your college days with the Division I New Mexico Lobos, and you learned to play receiver later. What made you change your position? Um, just kind of knowing the um, offense or where I was at in college, uh, we were predominantly run. So I knew when the scouts came in and they were just asking me, like, are you willing to switch? I just kind of knew that's where the, you know what I'm saying, the ball was going and that's where my football career was going. So I was just accepted it and ran with it. Uh, got to work with uh, Steve Calhoun before the draft. So that kind of helped me chop a lot of the wood off real quickly as I didn't realize it was, you know what I'm saying, really a hard transition. Uh, it's not, you know what I'm saying, as easy as what it looks like. And so once I got, you know what I'm saying, out to Atlanta, I learned from a great group of guys. So where do you see your strength as a wide receiver? And would you say that this position suits you more? Um, I could say, honestly, it would uh, suit me more. I'd say my strength is really speed. Um, just I feel like I'm one of the fastest guys out there. That's what I train to be. And so, yeah, this has got a, it's a race almost every play. That's what I kind of tell myself or just kind of treat the opponent uh, across them. Yeah, exactly. I heard that you earned a reputation of being a, an athletic player who's very dangerous on the run. And on top of that, the Sea Devils signed former Centurions head coach Kirk Heidelberg as their new offensive coordinator. And also he is known for, for his run games. So do you think that with you and some of the other new guys on the team, the Sea Devils are going to be even harder to beat? Uh, I definitely feel like it. Uh, just, just hearing all the great news and the great things about the OC and what he did last season just kind of gets me excited and just kind of see what I can do with my speed and my talents and I can just see where the offense takes me. Well, Fred, the Sea Devils are looking good, but the Kings are one of the very few teams who won against them in season one. Will the winning streak continue? Oh, listen, this young, this young man down here, uh, I know about, he's an exceptional football player. Um, again, he's going to fit into what they like to do. Uh, obviously, you guys know I've known Kirk Heidelberg for 25 years. We pretty much fight every day, even if we're, we're coaching together or against each other. We're great friends. Um, but he spoke very high of uh, Lamar. So, uh, you know, it's just going to be uh, – You know, a great experience for for Lamar to get to Europe. I think Lamar, you're gonna love where you're going in Hamburg. You got good guys there. You went to a good organization. So, you know, just sit back, man, and enjoy getting there. And don't try to hurt me that much when you play against. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar, will you be the backup quarterback for the Hamburg Sea Devils as well? I believe so. That's what they've been telling me, and so. Um, it's a great thing. I've still been uh, catching passes from my quarterback trainer who trained me my whole life, uh, Bob Brad Frazier. So 
I can tell him to kind of, I guess, throw me in a couple more drills as, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I might be back at the position again. <laughs> well, it would be fun to watch, but definitely, no matter what, I cannot wait to watch the first matchup between the both of you, well, the Sea Devils and the Leipzig Kings. But let's move over to the States now, because this is where the football world is, well, focusing on right now. It's the week of the Super Bowl. February 13th, we have the matchup between the Cincinnati Bengals and the L.A. Rams. Who do you think is going to win? Right now, I mean, I'm a big Odell fan, so I kind of want OBJ to get his first one. But, you know what I'm saying, Joe Burrow, you know what I'm saying, he's a dangerous dude, man. So I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of excited, though. This might be the first Super Bowl I can sit back and just be happy that, you know what I'm saying, someone new will finally win. What about you, Fred? You know, I'm obviously, you know, I'm a New Jersey born and bred, right? So I'm a Giants fan by trade. We don't want to talk about that right now. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah, OBJ, <laughs> OBJ uh, I would like to see get it. But, you know, I, I, I agree with Lamar. It's going to be a tough game. But I just think the defensive line of uh, L.A. is just, is just too strong for the uh, offensive line, um, you know, there for Cincinnati. So I think that's going to be a really uh, the big difference in, in the game is going to happen there. Uh, Burrow takes a lot of hits, hangs on the ball a lot. Uh, but that front four that they have, uh, you know, it's it's scary what they what they do. And Stafford's playing good football right now. So um, I just think they I give their defense the heads up. So I, I, I would I would uh, like to see OBJ get it with uh, Stafford and I'll, I'll pick the Rams. Well, the Rams definitely have some big names on their roster. But come on, Joe Burrow, what a bad ass he is. He is so young. What makes him so strong? I don't know. I mean, just <laughs> watching him in college, you know what I'm saying, it's all the crazy stats he broke in college. You kind of knew, like, you know what I'm saying, he's going to be special. You know what I'm saying? Then he gets the Tom Brady comparison. So it's like, man, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you got some big shoes to fill. And it seems like he's filling them real quickly. So I got to, you know what I'm saying, tip my hat to him. And I can't wait to see an amazing game. Yeah, he's a dude. I mean, this young man has no he, – he, he rises to every challenge that comes to him. Yeah. And um, he's not wavering. He's going out and playing ball the way that he plays. And, uh, you know, you got to remember, he has Jamar Chase. And, you know, Jamar Chase is, is a bad man. So, yeah. I mean, they, they get things done, and he's got, you know, uh, good tight ends. Their running game is going to be the key for them if they're able to, to do that and, and, and keep, uh, you know, the Rams off the field, you know, because uh, both are dangerous. But Joe Burrow's the man right now as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And the Bengals have another weapon, the kicker, Evan McPherson. I mean, cold as eyes, a rookie. What do you think at the end? Will he decide the Super Bowl? Ooh, I definitely think it's going to come down to the end. It's probably going to be with the offense at the last, you know what I'm saying, as the ball last. So, you know, I can't wait. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited. I'm expecting a high scoring game. I hope it's like 50 to 51 or something like that. See, obviously, Lamar doesn't like defense whatsoever. <laughs> You know, which is he's playing wide out in QB. So I understand. Him. No, the kid is, he's like you said, Jenny, he's cold as ice. I mean, you know, and 
it's the Super Bowl and everybody says, well, it's just another game. But that's not true. It's, it's the game. And uh, you have to be able to perform on that level um, with your nerves and so on. Even those veteran guys, they're going in. You don't want that to be your bad game. You got there. So now you're there. You need it to be your best game. So yeah. there is some pressure on the guys. And, and uh, you know, that's why it's the Super Bowl. It's the greatest event that's ever yeah. been made. Sorry, yeah. World Cup people, but it is. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, the whole world is watching millions, hundreds of millions of people. Um, but speaking about the kickers and coming back to the European League of Football, we had some kicking problems in season one. Fred, do you think that uh, the teams will focus more on special teams this year? You know, I think that adjustment for every team was difficult, right? Goalposts changed, okay? Extra point is 33 yards, not 10 yards, right? Um, I think where I would have liked something done was that the kickers were not counting toward the count of our imports. I think it would have made the game better, okay? That's my personal opinion, of course. Um, so I still believe, absolutely, I'm losing a great kicker in uh, Jacob Templer as a punter, as Jacob has retired. Um, you know, Jacob set us up many times with his punting uh, to flip the field for our defense. And, and you know, uh, it, I, yes, Jenny, it's huge. It's still huge. And I, I see that Freezer has left uh, uh, and retired also uh, from Hamburg. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, we've been hunting, looking also. So we we have um, uh, Marcel Ulbrick is our, our guy that we've uh, we've had. And Marcel's been working hard and it takes like anything. He needs the, the year off to adjust to it. So um, the new kickoff rule and kickoff return rules are going to be interesting. So, uh, yeah, it will have an impact on on our game. No doubt. Yeah. Well, you just mentioned uh, mentioned Philip Anderson. He retired. The Sea Devils have signed a new guy, um, Eric Schlom. Did you have you haven't found a new kicker yet? Have you? The Kings. No, no. We are no, not uh, with, yet. with Marcel right now. We are talking to a, a couple kickers um, because you know you're going to play a 12 game season, so you're looking for guys that uh, have also the punting skill set, yeah. um, along with you know being able to kick uh, kick the ball. So you basically are having a kicking team, is what I will have not a kicker. Yeah. And uh, there's one more thing I would like to hear your opinion about, and that is the NFL overtime rule. Because uh, many people were talking about it recently, especially after the playoffs. Do you think that the NFL has to make a change here? Lamar, from a player's point of view? Um, I don't know, because, you know what I'm saying? You know, so I'm like, if you see the, the most recent game, you see they got the stop, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what got them playing. So, I'm going to say, when you go against a guy like Pat Mahomes, you know what I'm saying? I feel Josh Allen like, man, I wish you'd have got a shot too. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen's a dude, you know what I'm saying? I played against him many years, and you know what I'm saying? It, it hurt me that he didn't get the chance. But, yeah. like I said, that's where you rely on defense. And it's true, defense wins championships. So, You know what I'm saying? It, it would have been a key stop, but I feel like the overtime rules are pretty pretty good where they're at. And uh, if anything changing the college, you know, college you know, be more scoring. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm an offensive guy. See, see. You what say do you that. Think, Brad? 
You see, yeah, that's the <laughs> offensive guy there. Okay, I'm an <laughs> offensive guy too, right? Okay, the difference is Lamar. I got to coach the whole team. All right, so <laughs> at the at the end of the day, you know, they need to change the rule. I think as Lamar made a good point. Josh Allen deserved the possession. Okay, so it, he should have had a possession just as as uh, Mahomes did, and um, you know, I I just believe that's the way it should be done. I I'm you know, you win the, the, the toss and then, OK, whoever scores first. I mean, that's why they changed the rule, because we didn't want to have sudden death, but we still really have it at the end of the day. So, uh, no, want to see it changed. Yeah. And the European League of Football adopted the college football overtime rule from the beginning. Was that a smart move? I think so. I yeah. think so. In the beginning, that's how it should be. And I think... You know, as the commissioner can make the rules as he would like, I would like for him to make the rule where each team would have the possession um, within, you know, the NFL rules we're playing. And, and I think that would be great for, for overtime. Yeah. Well, no matter how, season two is going to happen. And I can't wait for it. <laughs> Neither can you, I'm sure. And guys, thank you so very much for joining me on today's episode. Thank you, Jen. And you guys, thank you so much for watching. Um, don't forget the NFTs. I'm sure all of you are going to watch the Super Bowl. Where will you guys watch it, by the way? Where will you uh, watch the Super Bowl? I think we'll watch it at my friend's house or maybe my uh, GM's house. Uh, I think he's going to have a big uh, Super Bowl party. So I'm praying on one of those. I'll just be an invite, probably. <laughs> Perfect. And you, Fred, anything no. planned? Nah, yeah, me and Miss Armstrong will be yelling and screaming here at home. <laughs> Uh, watching the game, so that's what we do. You know, we love football, uh, so we'll, no matter we'll take where we're at home. That's uh, right. None of us is going to miss that game, and I hope you won't miss next week's episode. So thanks for watching, and see you again very soon.